been a couple of days since the most recent episode of American Horror Stories has come out. So I feel like I've given a good amount of time for people to watch it and see it and have it, you know, be able to talk about it. Because what I don't like to do too often is I don't like to do film, do films or TV shows that I'm talking about too soon after they came out. Unless I really feel like I need to talk a lot about it. I don't think I'd have to say much about this next episode, but I wanted to give, you know, fans and audiences a chance to sit down with it, you know, watch it. And I think it's been at least four or five days or something. So I think I've given a good amount of time before I discussed it. So let's talk about this spinoff series again, really quick. The first entry I did on it was about the first two episodes because they were all, they were both connected. It was a part one and a part two called uh, Rubber Man or Rubber Woman. And the basis of those episodes was set in the universe of Murder House, the first season of the American Horror Story series. So now this is American Horror Stories. And from what I originally understood, this series was supposed to be separate stories told in universes that are connected with universes built in American Horror Stories already. So it's odd this this most recent episode is kind of odd, but I did come to a conclusion, and I'm going to explain it, explain my conclusion after the fact. So, this might be a theory that might be out there, if not, and maybe I'm the first one to say it, kudos to me, maybe some people will agree with me now that I do say it. So, let's just get into what it's about. So, uh, a bunch of teenagers that it seems to be in this day and age, you know, so it's this year, you know what I mean, or at least within the next the last two years. So, this doesn't go back in time too much or take place in certain eras that other ones take place. Like this isn't part of 1984 season or um, uh, what's the other one. That's probably, that's pretty old uh, uh, freak show. So it's not part of like those older, older stories. It's very much up to date of this year. And it's about these kids that want to go see a drive-in film. And the film just so happens to be one that's cursed and the curse is, if you watch it, you go crazy and you kill people. And that's what they're told, because it's only been screened once. And that one screening was 30 years ago. So that so that one screening happens, a bunch of people die, and the film never gets seen again. Until now. Somebody gets a copy and says, we're going to release it and make a bunch of money. So they release it, people go to this drive-in, and they're starting to watch it. And then, of course, it happens. People go crazy, people start killing people. But it's not, like, simple to the fact, like, they're just going crazy and stabbing. Like, they turn into, like, these zombies or monsters. And the explanation at the very end, like, it makes sense. Like, it's an over-exaggeration of what a lot of... Um, directors and film editors and stuff have done to kind of sneak little things in there or use certain little techniques to when they're making films. And what it is is that the theory of certain images or certain sound frequencies triggers something in in people's minds and in people's bodies where when they're watching something happen, it might trigger them to do something almost like uh, certain strobe lights in a film. They give you that warning that, Oh, this might cause a seizure. Think about that perspective. 
So what the guy who made the film did was he took the concept of what he referred to in The Exorcist where there's a couple of scenes during that film where the editor had spliced a mil- like a 10 millisecond clip of like the picture of the devil, which I, I know this to be true. That is a factual thing that as in the, um, uh, the Exorcist film, it only, it lasts like less than a full frame. So you really have to know what to look. I don't even, I don't know exactly where it even happens, but you know what to, you need to know what to look for in order to see it happen. It's very, very quick. And it's even referenced in, that uh, the film Fight Club, where he talks about how like he split a one second clip of like like a dick into a kids film, so it it is a a technique that's done. But what this guy did is he said, okay, what if I just took little things like that, added these sounds that are meant to trigger certain things in the human's cerebral cortex and trigger certain emotions or certain reactions? And what if I made this film nothing but that? So apparently it's a 90-minute film that's that, and it only takes the first, like, 30 seconds for people to completely lose their minds. So these kids that the story is based on, they go to this drive-in, they, of course, start making out in the car, and the, and the focus, the two teenagers that are the focus of the story, they fog up the window so they can't see the film, so they don't get affected. But at least, you know, 75% or almost... Everybody else in the parking lot watching the film is affected. So they go nuts. They start killing everybody. And then these two go and they try to, like, hide out and wait till morning. Morning comes. They're like, everybody's gone. Let's go find the guy who made the film. Let's see where the film came from so we can stop it from, you know, ever being seen again. They go, they find the guy, the, the guy who is the director of the film explains this whole scenario that I just went through with them. So they're like, okay, fuck you, and they kill him. <laughs> and then the cliffhanger ending... So now again, I'm repeating. There is meant to be a connection to this with some other storyline. From what I remember understanding from learning about this spinoff show, they were meant to connect in some way to the rest of the universes that are also all connected. And I actually have a, I have a YouTube video planned for that idea of the connected universe as well, but I digress. It's supposed to be connected to one of these universes. So you can't tell there are zero, less than zero hints throughout the show to give you any sort of hints as to what this, this episode is meant to connect to. The very end, these two survive, they think it's over, and then this film pops up on Netflix. Which is funny because the show the show is um, a Hulu-branded show, and they use Netflix in the show instead of Hulu to signify that the, the movie goes on Netflix, and then it pans to the outside where there's an infinite amount of chaos happening. So... That's a little strange to me, but let's move on. That's the ending. Basically, the whole world erupts from chaos from this film being released to mainstreaming platforms. What I've read for the most part is people are saying that maybe this isn't meant to connect to any season that's been out thus far. 
and it's they are meant to exist in their own universe separate from everything else. But then it also doesn't explain the Rubber Woman in the first two episodes of the series because those are directly connected to Murder House. So how is it that this one exists outside of the canon, I guess? My theory, what I believe is that this is connected in some way, shape, or form to the new season that was supposed to be getting soon, which I believe is titled Double Feature. Like, we're talking about a film, we're talking about an episode that's based on watching a film in a drive-in, like, theater, and the new season coming up is called Double Feature. So, I don't know if that's correct, but I'm going to say that's my theory, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Because how is it that we've been told up to this point, every season of American Horror Story is connected? Now, here's the first two seasons, the first two episodes of our spin-off show, American Horror Stories, plural. Yes, they're co- directly connected to the very first season of American Horror Story, singular. Now, here's the third episode. Nah, this this isn't involved in anything. So that's weird to me. So if there's no indication throughout the episode that's connected to anything prior, all I can go to is that it's connected to something that isn't out yet. And if that's the case, this should have been the last episode of the series. Why is this in the middle? Why is this the third episode? You have three more episodes after this. The next one that's coming up is called The Naughty List. And I don't think there's much of a uh, uh, explanation to what that is, because I'm guessing, you know, it doesn't come out till next week, so they don't want to release too much information. I just know that it's called The Naughty List. Maybe it has something to do with Santa or Christmas or holidays in general. I I don't know. All I do know is that I can only come to the conclusion that this is in some way, shape, or form connected to the new season we're getting. And if I'm right on that, this is poor placement because this should have been how this season of the show, if they plan on doing more of this styled show, this season should have ended with this episode, if that's the case. If they're saying that no, this isn't connected to any canon, then that's a missed opportunity and you should have waited to do this one until much later down the line. Because now you've just given us this this convoluted world dynamic with these three episodes. You've given us two that are connected to something that's already pre-established and one that you haven't fully defined as whether or not it fits with everything else. And if it doesn't fit with anything else, then what is this new show supposed to be? Is this meant to be a completely new universe? And even that doesn't 100% make sense, because there are direct, there are so many direct connections in Murder House that go even further from the idea of just the rubber man or the fact that it's in the house. Like, there's a lot of dialogue that teases the fact that, yes, they're in the real Murder House, and they're talking about characters from the first film, from the first season. And this has none of that. And there's no even Easter eggs that I've been able to read up or see that people have noticed that are like, oh yeah, this connects it to this. So my only conclusion is that it's connected to the season that isn't out yet. And if I'm right on that and it turns out to be true, I'm actually going to be a little upset about that because why would you put this in the middle of the show? This should have been the end. You want to pull us into something like this. Pull us in with all the stuff that's connected. End it with something that we don't know what's coming. Because I don't, again, I don't know what the fourth one's going to be about. I don't know what the naughty list relates to. I can't even think of it off the top of my head what season it could possibly be 
connected with, but it doesn't give me much information about where the connection is in general, just like this one doesn't. Like, you hear drive-in, I mean, if it was drive-in and it took place in the 80s, that would make sense to me. Maybe there's some connection to 1984. Maybe even the idea of how old the film is has a connection with 1984. But you give us none of that. And you give us so much of it in the first two. So... Something somewhere somewhere along the line there's a loss there's a there's a miscommunication, there's a loss in translation. Somebody behind the scenes has messed something up or they're purposely doing this to set up something else and not explaining it to anybody until they're done with the seasons or into the next season or some way, shape, or form or other. If these are just meant to be separate stories, then they should be all separated and not connected to anything. That's how I feel. Because when you connect one and not the other, that just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, if I made, if I wrote a story about, say, um, Robin, and I said that Batman never existed, like, that's just dumb. Like, because there is no Robin without Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're telling me. You're telling me that you're, you're, you, you have this concept that you want to do of this story. And don't get me wrong, the episode's fantastic. The, the episode in and of itself is a fantastic episode. It's a fantastic story, a fantastic concept. I would have even imagined it as a completely separate movie. You prolong a couple of things, you add a little bit more character development. This could have been a full feature-length movie. That's how good this episode is. So don't get me wrong. This is a good episode, but it's not living up to the first two episodes, nor is it giving us any sort of indignation that it is connected to anything that's already established in the American Horror Story universe. So, it's a little frustrating, but I'm going to watch the next one anyway. I'm going to wait to see what else they have to offer, because I'm very intrigued by the this new idea that they're doing. So, I'm, I just, I, I hope I'm right. I'm, I'm hoping that this in some way, shape, or form might have a connection to the new season that's coming out. If not, then hopefully somewhere along the line somebody will explain this, explain it to us and open our eyes to what it is that we're missing because I'm not the only one. I researched this to, right after I watched the episode and I looked into it. Nobody gets it. Nobody has any answers yet. And that was as of three days ago. Maybe they'll have maybe something will pop up in a couple of days and I'll see it. And then this old entry will be completely wrong and not something they'll listen to. But they're doing good. They're doing good. The show's not bad so far. It's just a little convoluted. 